Hi, and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Mike Matsuda, superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District. And this show is all about the future, which is right now. And many of us in education are really concerned about the future of jobs, the future of work, and the future of life for so many of our young people. So this show is uh, really dedicated to what that uh, is, looks like and what a large district like the Anaheim Union High School District is doing to prepare young people for a very uncertain future, which uh, fraught with a lot of challenges. And today we have our very own student ambassadors and trustee, Sam Bingham and Elizabeth Ochea, who's our student trustee. They're both seniors. Sam goes to Cypress High School and Elizabeth goes to Kennedy High School. So we're so lucky to have these student leaders at a very challenging time for them and for us as a society. These two student leaders are, along with uh, nine other ambassadors, lead our 30,000 students and their families and such uh, during these challenging times. So you will find out uh, how the caliber of students that uh, we have in the Anaheim Union High School District momentarily. So um, look, why don't we just get right into it? We'll start with Sam. Sam, again, a senior at Cypress High School, someone with, I'm sure, a lot of aspirations. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what is it like to be a student ambassador? Well, thank you for that great intro, Mr. McSuda, and also thank you for this opportunity. It's great to be able to be here to represent the district, and it's really an honor for me. So to talk a little bit about myself, as you said, my name is Sam Bingham. I'm a senior at Cypress High School, and I'm also the student ambassador there. And I guess I'd like to say that I'm half Japanese. I lived there for a third of my life, so that's a big part of my culture. And at school, I'm involved with the basketball team, also part of speech and debate, multiple clubs, and obviously student ambassadors. So I'd like to say I'm heavily involved with the school and, you know, really have a passion for being able to help others. And I think a role like student ambassador has really allowed me to do that. And I'd also like to say, you know, I have all these opportunities and that's because Anaheim Union High School District has given those to me. And you talk about the opportunities that we have as students in this high school district. And I think it's great, such as dual enrollments, you know, the aim, everything going on there. We just have these great personal educational opportunities where we can use soft skills that are actually going to benefit us in the long run. And I just want to say I'm really thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for this opportunity. So thank you, Mr. Muxita. Nice to, meet, nice to hear from you, Sam. So now I'd like to um, hear a little bit from our student trustee, Elizabeth Ochea. Is a, she sits on the board. She sits on the dais. So uh, Elizabeth is my boss, technically. The, the board of trustees, are uh, they pretty much are elected officials. Uh, Elizabeth is, was appointed by a, a committee representing our school school board. So Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, well, I am Elizabeth Oche, and I go to John F. Kennedy High School. I'm currently a senior there, and as Mr. Matsuda said, so thankfully, I am the student rep to the Board of Trustees this year. Thank you so much, as Sam said, for that introduction. It was so great. And a little bit about myself is that I've been in ASB and show choir for the past four years, and I feel like those involvements are very near and dear to my heart. 
I also, I really love to cook Nigerian food with my grandmother since she is an immigrant. It's just an amazing time for us to bond and just to hear stories from her time back in the village. And I think that's a big part of my life and getting to know my culture. And that's something I like to do weekly. And not only that, but I think this is a great opportunity that we have today to talk about what we've been doing in regards to COVID-19. Black Lives Matter, what the district's response to it, how we're influence, influencing students, as Sam said, and we're learning these soft skills. And it goes beyond the classroom. And that's what I love AUHC so much, because these five skills that we're developing and we're training, we're using them. That's go, it really goes beyond the, the school, the classroom, goes beyond coursework. It goes on to what we're going to experience in today's life, what's going on today. And that's what is so great about AHSD and why I'm so honored to be in this position because we can discuss is issues like that and we can tackle them. And I feel like that's perfect and that's why I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you. Yeah, you guys both said a mouthful here. So let's go a little bit deeper into what you said because I think that this is, COVID-19 is a teachable moment for all of us and, uh, and, and it's really laid bare a lot of the inequities that people have talked about, access to technology and just uh, a lot of inequities in society. And certainly uh, our schools um, are and our students are dealing with that now. As you know, the spread in, our, in Anaheim and Santa Ana is greater than countywide. So when we disaggregate the numbers, we find that it's uh, the test positivity rate and all of the other indicators of the spread while coming down are still dangerously high. So, but um, the students are coming together and over the summer, 120 Anaheim Union High School District students were trained by, in a partnership with Latino Health Access, as well as the UC Irvine School of Public Health. So Elizabeth, can you share a little bit about what happened in the summer and what some of the goals are? So during the summer, as Mr. Matsuda has said, we learned from UCI directors from the uh, public health department and we partnered with Latino Health Access and we gathered over 100 students. And we immediately wanted to address four major topics that we thought everyone needs to know about what we need to inform our peers, our students, our communities about. So what we chose was social responsibility, the mental health regarding COVID-19, the health inequities, and also the resources available. And I feel like health inequities and the resources available are one of the key ones because your situation changes just within a zip code. And that's what's really hitting close to our Anaheim, our Anaheim homes. And we want to have the resources available. That's why we have free testing at different schools weekly just to help our students, to help our families, help our communities. And I feel like that's a big part of what we were trying to do. We were just trying to inform one another. And once we were educated, we had the motivation to educate others. We wanted to get this information out. So a big challenge because we're a big district across five cities, 30,000 students and their families. Sam, how do these 100 students impact and influence all 30,000 students? Yeah, so first and foremost, I think the most important part in this process of influencing the rest of the community is being able to get together as students where adults may not necessarily be telling us what we have to do and what we have to be thinking because we're the ones with the future ideas that are actually going to matter and we're going to be the ones to pave the way for the rest of us. So in order to spread and make a real impact on the community, what we did was make content. So Elizabeth talked about the four different groups that there were, the four different messages, and we also divided into four different peer action teams is what they were referred to as. One of them was TED Talk slash podcast. We had spoken word slash music. 
We also had short video production and we had social media. So each each of the 110 students who went to the summit were able to choose what they were most passionate in or what they were skilled in and the path they wanted to take to spread the information. And they were able to put those talents forward into content creating where they would either make uh, resources or maybe I made a TED talk about mental health with a bunch of great students. And it was just a bunch of different ways to spread information in the community that we have been distributing as student ambassadors to the rest of our schools. And hopefully these students and family members can distribute it to the rest of their community. And that's the plan we're taking in order to uh, make a real difference in our communities. So from the student perspective, this COVID-19 is a real disruptor, right, of your lives. And I think it's very difficult for young people to really make sense of it. Do you think that these projects are going to help students make sense of how this is affecting them now and probably in the future as well? Elizabeth, what are your thoughts on that? Because, you know, some we're one of the few districts that are actually like trying to take it head on, both with teachers and with students and, and making it a teachable moment. Do you think that that's a, a wise thing to do or should we just try to go on business as usual? I think it's been seven months now and we've been trying to adapt to our new situation. We have moved on to online instruction and we're just with the COVID-19 project itself. We're trying to uh, pull out all this information and get other people to understand. And honestly, people want to go back to normal, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. We have to be more cautious. We have to be safe. We understand we are living in a pandemic and we don't know who else we're putting at risk and we can't go to school and then come home, affect our families and keep doing that over and over again. So I think the stance AUHSD has taken, what we've done to move forward, all the resources, as I said, I think that's an incredible thing that we've been doing, especially it's been very, very helpful. And I think that's the mindset we have to have. And I love that with AUHSD. District. So you young people are uh, addressing this unprecedented pandemic, which will probably traumatize an entire generation of Americans for the rest of your lives. But it's almost like a one-two punch, because not only are you dealing with that, but you're dealing also with this sort of question of uh, kind of race relations, right? And it kind of um, has, especially young people, many young people are, are trying to make sense of it through the lens of race, ethnicity, and even gender. And uh, there's a lot of attention on Black Lives Matter, not only in our district, but probably across America in terms of what that might mean. So can, can one of you talk about that uh, piece? And I'll throw it over to Samuel in terms of what your thoughts are on this discussion. Yeah, definitely. So on top of the COVID-19 summit, Anaheim Union High School District has taken it upon itself to create action regarding Black Lives Matter and the current climate regarding race, which has undeniably been for all of us a time of self-reflection and really where we have to think about how we're going to approach it because a community-based approach is really necessary. You know, Anaheim is about acknowledging the problem and then actually going out and fixing it. So maybe unlike other school districts, we understand that the problem is there, but we also want to do everything we can to acknowledge it. And rather than hope it goes away, go out and try to actually fix this problem. And the way so far that we've approached that is we're planning a partnership currently with OC Human Relations, where we can hold these discussion circles, meaning we get people, maybe they're from the polar opposite sides that we're seeing in this climate and getting them in a discussion where they can 
talk productively, where they can be honest with themselves and accepting of each other. And a circle where hate or not accepting other beliefs is not accepted. You have to understand that other people believe what they believe for some reason. And our jobs is to understand why and work out a compromise rather than promote hate or division as we've been seeing in social media and all these different ways to spread your ideas. So we've decided that a discussion circle such as this, working with OCHR, is a great way to start in order to address this issue. Elizabeth, do you think the issue of race relations can be fixed? Or do you think that it can be, um, as Sam said, maybe maybe just get to the point where more, more young people understand each other? What are, you, what are your thoughts about this in terms of race relations and what young people should be doing or can do? I think students, my peers today, we are very socially aware. We have planned protests. We are very open and we're very brave to speak up and advocate for what we believe in. And in terms of Black Lives Matter, I've seen that a lot. And you can see that even more with character in the five C's. They're willing to stand up for what they believe in and the district and how they're responding to it. I think with a Black Lives Matter task force, that's a step moving forward. Yes, we've addressed the problem. What are we going to do move forward? And Sam likes to say this word productive. We're being productive about it. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be productive. And partnering with OC Human Relations, offering processing circles where we're not debating one another. We're listening. We're understanding one another. And more so, students want an ethnic studies class. We don't know where we're going with that, but there's progress. We're realizing different avenues, different routes we can take to actually fix but I'll start going the right direction. Not only are we addressing it, but we're making, we're executing a plan. We're making a plan. How do we move forward? We're not going to ignore this because it's not going away. We want to make sure our students feel safe, our POC students feel safe. This is a good district. This is a good opportunity to share our feelings and our thoughts on this situation. But, but on the other hand, you know, there are those who are criticizing the district for even opening this up because it's such a volatile issue on, on both sides. And do you think that public schools should be attempting to um, have, create these spaces for students to talk about race and gender and ethnicity and all these things? Sam, what are your thoughts on that? So this is a really difficult question and you can't blame other districts for being skeptical or even scared to make a move like this because it is risky. You know, we understand that in any approach to an idea this controversial or dangerous, care is really needed. And that's what we've been doing. But the fact is that schooling is meant to promote soft skills. It's meant to grow these students into adults and leaders because that is what we need in the future. That is what we need to solve these issues in the first place. And running from this problem, I guess running might not be the right word, but not facing the problem head on might be even a bad example to set for your students. We need to be able to understand that approaching a problem is the mentality we need in our lives and being able to use these skills like communication, leadership, empathy, compassion, the five C's, they're going to be so valuable in our futures, in our careers, and spreading love throughout the world. And I think that is why we cannot ignore this problem. And that is why I think the approach that Anaheim Union High School District is taking is very justified and is necessary. So, 
Elizabeth, would you agree that spreading love throughout the world and building compassion is something that schools should be um, involved with? And do you think that that's a skill that needs to intentionally be cultivated and to create a better, you know, employee or worker or neighbor? Absolutely. I think school is here to educate us. And not only that, as you said, cultivating these skills of love and empathy and understanding, that's what we can learn in schools if we talk about it, if we address it, if we add it to our curriculum, if we try to just do it head on, as as Sam said it so beautifully, so beautifully, we have to tackle our issues head on. It's the mentality that we are going to cultivate in schools. This is something we need moving forward as the next generation. We can't ignore it. We have to move forward. So this is going to be going out in a form of a podcast, and I'm sure parents and students are going to be listening to it. What are your, Sam, what are some of your final messages, you know, to get a chance to talk directly to, um, to students and to parents about their education and about what we're specifically what we're trying to do in building these soft skills? Because it's not it's certainly not test taking skills, right? It's soft skills. Yeah. So if I had one key message, I guess I'd want parents, students to leave with, I think that would be leaving with empathy. Living with empathy means that not only do you, are you kind to yourself, you're kind to others. And that is the type of mentality we're going to need in this world. You know, you can't approach this schooling or even your life as this a, B, C grade scale. You need to be able to understand that you trying your best and growing as a person is what really matters. And in an example such as the COVID summit or Black Lives Matter, it's really important that we develop these skills and we have empathy with ourselves and with others rather than worrying about other things that might not be as important in our lives, such as SAT scores or grades. And I think cultivating that in the school district has been so valuable. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Sam. Elizabeth, Sam talks about it's important to love yourself before you love others. What what does that mean for you, this concept of sort of self-love? And do you think that that's going to be a key skill as students grapple with post-COVID? Because obviously there's a lot of young people uh, dealing with depression and isolation. And could you comment on that, what you think about that? In terms of self-love and how we've kind of been isolated, we've had to be very self-reflective, self-introspective. We have the opportunity to do that now since COVID. And I think students and in their depressive state, self-love is so important. And to love yourself before you, you love others because or help others is because how are you supposed to simply help help others if you can't help yourself if you're gonna go home and cry or fall into a depressive state and you are trying to tell others it's not it's going to be a disingenuous experience when you're trying to connect with others you have to make sure you yourself your mentality you are okay before you can go out and help others and i think just as a whole to like end this off like a key takeaway is to listen is to understand you can't you have to see it from the other person's perspective. You have to listen. You have to give them an opportunity to explain themselves. This is why AUHSD is doing this. We're educating kids. We're developing these soft skills, as Sam said. And I think it's so important that we're doing this. We're giving self-love. We're being genuine. We're understanding. We're making good citizens of our world today. We are the future as this whole thing is about future talks. 
And we want to make sure that we are going into the future strong-willed and a strong person. Well, I've got to tell you, in the last 20 minutes, I, I am affirmed with uh, so much uh, hope and optimism with uh, just hearing you two, uh, your, the, the wisdom and just the sense of maturity that you, both of you have, I think gives all of us a lot of hope and optimism for the future of our young people. So on behalf of the 30,000 students out there and their families, thank you so much, Elizabeth and Sam. And we look forward to hearing more about your lives. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much.